The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. And uh, welcome to the latest episode of Wrestling with Jonas, episode 331. And uh, we are currently in the month of November and we are celebrating five years of Wrestling with Jonas. And uh, today I've got an awesome guest, a uh, bit of a bucket list guest for me on Wrestling with Jonas, uh, but none other than one half of the Riot Cabaret Tag Team Champion um, and uh, the, the three time, yes, three time OTT Women's Champion. A session with Martina. Martina, how are you doing? Great to have you on the show. Hey, how are you? I'm very, good. Very, very good. Very good. And um, lovely to have you on the show. And uh, like I say, I just want to remind my uh, my viewers at home of uh, recent interviews that I've had. And uh, of course, somebody that Martina knows very well. Scotty Too Hot, Scott Garland was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and that's the second time that Scott's been on the show here on uh, Wrestling with Jonas. And uh, like I say, he, he asked to come back to promote his UK and European tour, which he's in the midst of at the moment. So uh, shout out to you, Scott, there. Thank you so much for being a good friend of the show. And last week, we kicked off our fifth anniversary of Wrestling with Jonas uh, with Tom Scarborough, renowned referee. Somebody that Martina probably knows from OTT and Progress, but Tom's a fantastic guest. Go and check that one out. And of course, uh, this is a little poster. Shout out to Elliot93, our guests for the rest of November. Of course, we've got Martina on today. Uh, we got got Lana Rostin towards the end of the month. Kira Chimera, Dirty Dango, Nico Angelo, Leon Cage, and of course, World of Sport Legends, Johnny Saints. I've already recorded a two-parter with Johnny. Uh, a fantastic guy. Uh, part one goes out next week, next Tuesday, as a matter of fact. So check that one out. And of course, uh, Lana Austin, former Progress Women's World Champion. Uh, that will be on the 27th of November. But today, it's all about this guest here, Seshimoth Martin. And once again, shout out to Elliot93 on Instagram and X for the fantastic artwork. Uh, but uh, Martina, it's been a, it's been an eventful and very, very busy 2023 for you so far. If you were to sum up the year so far, looks like we're 10, 11 months into the year. Uh, how would you sum it up? Uh, it's been busy. It's been busy and very tiring, I would say. And <laughs> um, yeah, it's I just I kind of haven't even really felt like I've had much time to decompress this year. It's just been like big show, big show, big show, go, go, little time off, go, 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 you know what I mean? You don't really, but yeah, I mean, that's a positive complaint to have, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And and as I mentioned at the top of the show, you are a three-time OTT women's champion. I think you're the only multi-time women's champion in OTT history, certainly the only three-time champion. Um, but you've got a long history with OTT, haven't you? And uh, you were there from show number one. You were their very first champion. Um, give us a quick glimpse into your journey with OTT because it's a very special place in your heart, isn't it? And uh, a company that's given you lots of really cool opportunities. Well, OTT is where I started because um, it's Irish-based, obviously. And uh, yeah, it's where I started even the character of Session Mont Martina because for about four or five years before that, I was wrestling as just Kaza G, which was, you know, just whatever. <laughs> just, yeah. you know, just a wrestler or whatever. And then it was OGT that I was like, oh, I'll try, try be Session Mont Martina. And 
yeah it's been nine years now of like absolutely incredible incredible stuff got to wrestle amazing people got i've won the OGT women's championship three times i've won the gn championship three times uh yeah it's amazing like and i feel like it's my home from home i feel like i can't imagine life anywhere other than ott <laughs> yeah and of course they've just celebrated their ninth anniversary haven't they and uh i, th- I think they had a couple of nights uh, wolverhampton and dublin um and i've got a couple of graphics to bring up and of course on the i think it was the the, the friday night the first night of their ninth year anniversary um celebrations and there you are teaming up um, against Emerson Jane and Kanji and a fantastic night a really really loud and raucous crowd uh, in the hangar in Wolverhampton uh, what was that experience like especially with your history with the company and being part of that anniversary celebrations that must have been a pretty cool moment for you considering your history with the group well it, for me I uh, actually got injured <laughs> right before sweet. my match so, yeah, I was very much looking forward to the match. And to be fair, I still went through with the match because I didn't have enough time to, um, like, I, I was stretching out right before uh, the match before me had finished. And I just felt something snap in my calf and I had a bit of a freak out. And we didn't, I just had to go through with the match and see how it went. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. So I was quite grateful for that. But there was no way I was going to be able to, um do the ladder match the next day for OTC yeah, yeah. so yeah it was a bittersweet like I but like Wolverhampton in general is amazing to see um we first went there last year uh to try and see because Wolverhampton's always been a bit of a wrestling hub like we remember that from the days pre-COVID we used to draw huge crowds there with huge names and you know there's no reason why we can't try and bring that back under a better under a better banner now and try and like bring back the big name fields and having Mox and Cardona last year and yeah. Mox this year, bringing them back and seeing the hangar have 900 to a thousand people rammed into it with a lot of, um, you know, me and Millie were there before and there were a tag team there. You know what I mean? With Trent seven back there, you know, it, it was really, it's really special to have that place back. And especially with my home brand now trying to take it over and bring it along. Yeah. It was great. It's great. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be back to Wolverhampton a lot more. Absolutely. And OTT are absolutely killing at the moment. And like I say, the people they're bringing over, the shows they're putting on, um, and they just seem to be one of, if not the hottest promotion in the UK and Ireland at the moment. But um, I, I, I want to skip ahead a little bit. And uh, you, you are facing Debbie Keitel, aren't you? But I think your match has been rescheduled for the December show? Yes, it has. So uh, obviously once I, once I seen the medic, they suggested that there was... No way in hell I was going to balance off a ladder <laughs> safely in any way, shape or form. So, uh, yeah, we just got to push through and and we're just going to make it happen in December. We're going to finish it out by the year. Uh, I do believe that like that everything happens for a reason. So now hopefully we'll just get a little bit more time and a little bit more attention on our match. Then like the stadium in the end was freaking fantastic. It was great. Uh, so seeing a lot of the lads that I... You know, for I've seen them starting training, and getting their big moments. It was it was a really good show. So hopefully this just gives me and Debbie the chance to get like the time and attention we deserve by the end of the year. 
Absolutely, absolutely. It's been a great story, and it'll be uh, great to see how that uh, how that happens. Hopefully, it will happen in December. But uh, I, I, I want to take you back to All In Weekend now because uh, I mean, you, you've had a tremendous 2023, a really, really busy 2023. But I think All In Weekend will stand out as being probably a highlight for you of the year. Um, and it started on the Friday, if I'm not mistaken, at Riot Cabaret, didn't it? Um, and there you are, the session twats with Crowley uh, against the Greedy Souls. And I believe that was the match where you became the brand new Riot Cabaret tag team champions. There you are um, in the Clapham Grand, a great venue, a great occasion, um, all the balloons. So I'm sure Crowley was happy, um, but an awesome way to kick off the weekend. Yeah, it was great. I absolutely love Riot Cabaret. It's, one of, it's popped up about a year ago. Yeah. And I think I was on their very first show and instantly I just knew that this place was going to be someone, it was going to be somewhere special because the production value is fantastic. The guys that run it, the way, their view on wrestling, they just have it right, you know what I mean? Everybody that comes to the show is there for the fun of it, the night out. They are completely at the mercy of wrestling and it's just a great, fun night to leave your troubles at the door. And enjoy yourself. It's absolutely. I mean, the, I mean, the first time I was there, I did the Sandman entrance, so I was obviously was gonna love it. I was obviously gonna love it from the get go. So yeah, and then to you know, to to win a belt in any promotion, especially one in the UK, a country I'm not even from, is all is such a is such a big mark for me. So I, unfortunately, I had to do it with Crowley, but you know, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I mean, I, I don't mind. I'll carry the team for us, so we'll be fine. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll talk a bit more about Riot Cabaret later on. They're doing some tremendous things and uh, an interesting match of yourself and Crown, which we'll talk about a bit briefly later on. But uh, All In Weekend continues for you um, inside of Defy Ring and your, your second match for Defy in 2023, this time in the Electric Ballroom in Camden. Um, and uh, in, in front of you noticed him up at the balcony, but Dave Meltzer was watching from uh, from above, uh, looking for that next five star match from you, Martina. I did notice, indeed. <laughs> I uh, I did hear that he had watched my match, and he said not to me. He said to someone else in the match that it it was a good match. So I'm taking that as it was a great match. But I did meet him, and I did go up with the old. So how many minus stars was that match? Ha ha ha. But I got my grind photo, so that's all that matters. <laughs> he Absolutely. was lovely. Absolutely. It was really nice to meet him. <laughs> you got this one here. A five-star grind. You should have seen me trying to get it. I was like a school. I was terrified. I was creeping behind him, waiting for him to finish his conversations. We had a lovely conversation before that, and I was like, maybe I shouldn't ruin it. But then I raced it, and it was worth it. <laughs> and, and then you raced off from the ballroom to Eve, didn't you? Right, girls of wrestling, uh, where you teamed up with, with the Orange Panacotta. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah, it was great. You know, a fun tag match there. Um, how was that to round off your Saturday? Oh, that was amazing. It was so much fun. I absolutely, like, any time I get to in Eve, especially when I get to tag with some people from Japan, I absolutely love the Japanese style. I love the wackiness and the craziness of the girls' gimmicks. So, yeah, it was a perfect way to finish off our Saturday night. What a way. That was great. To, and then after that, what was it? All in? Party time. All in, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the Sunday, there you are with uh, the boys, uh, Leon Slater, Michael Oku, Mal Darice. Um, you had a bird's eye view, didn't you? And uh, I, we spoke a bit um, before we went live, and I, I mistakenly thought you might have been part of MJF's entrance. But you were there, you were part of the show, weren't you? 
Yes, I was. I was the bartender. That was the uh, meant to be. It was meant to be like a little bit of an Easter egg. It was meant to be a joke, like, "Oh, we'll get you at the bar," <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, perfect." Um, but yeah, it was cool because I was up there with uh, Leon, Doris, and all them, and all the guys. So yeah, the, like some of the other girls did MJS entrance, but I did the bartender because I was like, "That's that's me. That's my job. That's my calling." <laughs> of course, of course. I'm sure you had a couple while you're behind the bar as well. You know, typical. No, I did before I got dramatic. there though, because I didn't even know I was meant to be there. I got the call on the morning. <laughs> I was meant to host. I was meant to host the box party. Uh, pre-show with yeah, and Money, but then that morning I was getting ready to go and I got a call being like, hey, do you want to come do the bar shift at the thing? And I, they were like, you'll be on camera. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> That's a pretty cool experience, really. Yeah, it? that was yeah, sick. Uh, that was uh, really Wembley Stadium, 80,000 people being part of the live pay-per-view. It uh, doesn't get too much better than that. But um, so, Yeah, just nobody uh, noticed. That was the only thing. Everyone was like, <laughs> nobody noticed. I was like, oh, okay, this is my big pay-per-view moment. But nobody knows, but I knew. I close attention when I watch you back. <laughs> and your weekend rounded out. I think you worked. Um, did, did you work on yes we did i think yes we did we did indeed we finished it off well i think at that point i had no voice left i just think i was done <laughs> these four-day weekenders aren't as easy as they used to be when i like when i was younger <laughs> No, but uh, I'm, saying, I'm sure they're not easy for anybody uh for wrestling shows bit busy busy weekend but a tremendous uh, weekend for British wrestling and having AEW over. Um, but uh, I, I want to talk a bit about progress now, if that's okay, because we spoke a bit about OTC, and I think progress would definitely be up there as a promotion very close to your heart, one of your home promotions. Uh, they've used you pretty solidly since they came back in front of fans last January. Um, but uh, you, you, you main evented or co-main evented the all-women's show uh, Who Run the World back in March last year. Uh, you went over to Dubai with them in December. You've had storylines with Lana and with Lizzie, uh, batches against Rennie Michelle and Ali Catch. And uh, I think you even went over to Toronto for the uh, crossover show in Dubai um, in June. So, uh, and I think you even hosted the show in Cardiff uh, last summer as well. So uh, a pretty busy schedule for yourself program. I also hosted in Dubai. <laughs> but yeah, wow, I was like, you know my progress career better than I do. <laughs> but yeah, no, I absolutely love progress. I have so much fun there. I uh, debuted there in 2017 and uh, not as frequently uh, pre-COVID as I have been used post-COVID, which is great because it's such a great place to be. I love the ballroom. I love the lads that run it. I think it's... Uh, really promising, especially get you know, getting to go to Dubai and Canada. Like they give great opportunities and they're just they're fantastic lads to work for. I really enjoy it. Especially when they go to different places like Manchester and Birmingham, you know, you get to go to different places with them. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a few pictures. I think that was possibly from the Birmingham show. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not it sure. could be. No, yeah, nice me, me and Simon Miller. <laughs> I was at that one. That was, that was uh, a lot of fun. Um, and there you are, bringing up hands. Uh, that looks like the ballroom, and, and this looks like Dubai. And uh, Spike not looking too happy there. I was coming. I'm coming. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I want to talk a bit about um, uh, death matches now because I think you've you've got a little bit of a reputation for being a bit of a death match queen, haven't you? Uh, you you've, you've you've done a few. Uh, 
you've done a few tournaments in your time. I think the first time I met you backstage was just after you did a, a one-night deathmatch tournament for TNT in 2021. I think it was a Legos match. There was a, a barbed wire chair match and then some kind of like all-in-one ultimate deathmatch uh, to culminate that. Um, but tell us a bit about your, your history with deathmatches because you have had one or two, haven't you? I've had a fair few. I've had a fair too many now at this point. Uh, <laughs> no, I started doing that. I did a few like joke ones pre-COVID and then uh, post-COVID. I ended up having just like really good, a really good like death match with like people like Clint Rogero, who is an absolute like, he's an absolute death match god. So, you know what I mean? And I've had really fun ones against Rena recently. It was fantastic, but I didn't want to have a death match. That was the whole point. Um, but yeah, no, I have to be fair, I do enjoy them, they're a great crack, but like it's not something I want to uh do too much genuinely because I think I've been very, very lucky at the fact that I'm not a deathmatch wrestler, uh, but I enjoy having them and I've had fun so far and everything's been safe, so I don't really want to push the limits anymore. But we'll see, like the odd, like the odd time, like I, I do like to, like, I do, I do enjoy it so. That'll always be in me. But not know, every time you have a death match, every time you have a death match, you say never again, though, don't you? Say never again. You always get pulled back into one. Then it'll come, like, DOA will come around next year and I'll end up jumping in and I'll want to do it. Like, don't hold anything I say seriously. I change my mind all the time. <laughs> I, I want to bring up some pictures from your most recent uh, death match. It was against Rena, wasn't it, when uh, GCW came over to the UK. And uh, if you're of a slightly squeamish disposition, you might want to look away now. Uh, but, oh, well, not that picture. That's, that's an awesome picture. There's your, uh, I'm not sure how you would describe that. Your, your, your like, say, your cane of uh, cans, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hand of um, But... Uh, she is a bit of a deathmatch uh, goddess, isn't she? She's been in lots of deathmatches. There you are with the light tubes. Um, and, uh, yeah, rather you than me, Martina, for sure. Lots of blood, too much glass for my liking. And that was uh, a board full of uh, carpet treads or, yeah, carpet Carpet strippers, that yeah. Was, that was, yeah. <laughs> carpet strippers. Yeah. Oh, that one. That's the gross one. But what I, what I do like more than anything is the post-match pictures, because I just think you look badass. Yeah, I know. That's what we do it for, lads. That's the only reason we do it. We just want the post-match cool, bloody picture. Anyone that says they don't, they're lying. There we go. And I'm sure that's on uh, various items of merch. But we'll talk about your merch a bit later on, for sure. Uh, but the following day, yourself and Emerson had to go one-on-one, -on -one, I think, back in a TNT ring. You were pretty pretty banged up and bandaged up as well um how was that 24 hours later uh tough i mean everyone did say they expected a little bit less because it but it's emerson jane like she's always going to put you through the ringer she's literally the toughest i'd say hands down the best talent in the uk bar none uh she's incredible she's incredible so anytime you're in the ring with her you know you have to go and I just needed the bandages. Like, thank God she had been weakened as well by Rena. So, so it was fine. It was a little bit better. But yeah, no, she's incredible. I absolutely love Emerson Jane. I think she's the best. Absolutely. And uh, I, I do understand we're getting some messages through, some comments through saying that uh, my audio is echoey. And I do apologize for that. I've had a look at it. I can't figure out what's wrong with it. Uh, certainly not our guest's fault. It's down to me, but I will try and fix it during the course of this interview. And uh, we, we spoke earlier about Riot Cabaret and, and the session twatch. Yourself and uh, Crowley. It's a bit of a 
uh, a marriage of two unlikely partners, isn't it, really? And I don't think you really stood one another when you first uh, uh, came onto uh, Riot Cabaret, but you were successful. You did win the tag team bouts, and you do uh, shoot some pretty awesome promo pictures afterwards, of course. Um, but uh, tell us a bit about Riot Cabaret, because the, the Clapham Grand is a really cool venue. The fans are really unique as well. I think there's a mixture of wrestling fans and non-wrestling fans. The stories that they tell, the matches they have, the talent they have involved. Um, and like you say, they've only been around for a year, but uh, a really cool up-and-coming promotion, aren't they? Yeah, I'd say they've fast become probably my favourite place to work. Really? Uh, yeah, it's great. They're just, I love it on a Tuesday as well. As I said before, it's uh, casual fans. So, you know, they enjoy what they're given. They love the theatre aspect. They love the, uh, there's a different element to it where wrestling's not taken too seriously. You know what I mean? It's taken as, you know, they enjoy what they're given. I mean, I'm wrestling Mr. Blobby next month. So <laughs> there's a, uh, yeah, like, you know, and I have wrestled Mr. Blobby before. So, you know, it's people are there for the fun. They're there for the crack. And I mean, I cannot wait to wrestle Mr. Blobby. How how many people get to say that? So, love it. Look at that. Uh, Jingle Bell Brawl. And he's bringing a mystery partner. Um, have, you, have, you, have you been kind of, you know, putting your heads together with Crowley to try and figure out who this mystery partner might be? Noel Edmonds, maybe? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> See the thing is now I'm I'm from Ireland, so I don't know these uh these uh UK childhood heroes as much as everybody else. Apparently Crowley was scared of Mr. Blobby as a kid. I don't know. I, I think he looks great. I think he looks like good fun. So <laughs> we have to wait and see who the partner will be. I hope it's Barney. Well, you never know. But apparently Mr. Blobby is Brendan White's childhood hero. And when I had Brendan White on the show a few months back, he absolutely marked out over Mr. Blobby being part of Riot Cabaret. But uh, <laughs> maybe he'll be a partner, so who knows? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, the, other, the other Riot Cabaret connection I wanted to bring up, and this is really, really cool. And I found this out by going through your Instagram. And uh, what about this mural here? Um, really, really cool bit of uh, artwork there. Um, but tell us a bit about that, because I don't know if Riot Cabaret were behind it, um, and that was kind of uh, taken from a photo of you. But uh, tell us a bit about that, because that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, that's incredible. That's one of my uh, the coolest things I think I have in my career, just because like it was up on a street in London for about 24 hours, um, and I'm not even from there. I was in Belfast at the time, so I couldn't even see it. But yeah, I think Riot Cabaret did, um, I think someone they knew did do it on purpose, but like still, I didn't know about it. It was such a surprise to see James Musselwhite to have one of his photos up on, you know, a, our street art is absolutely, it's incredible. It's my Facebook cover photo. It's so cool. Like I am graffiti. That's, I win. I win. <laughs> You're a piece of artwork. I think it needs to be more Session Moth Martina graffiti artwork, uh, pretty much in every town and city across the UK. But uh, <laughs> that, that, that's a good start anyway, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, so for anybody watching at home live and you want to get in touch with the show, please send us through your questions. If you have any questions for Session Moth Martina, ping them through to us using your chosen device. And we'll do our very best during the course of this interview, to answer every single one. Um, the next thing I want to bring up, which I, I thought was really, really cool, um, and uh, I'm sure you got a huge thrill out of, was uh, being 83 in the PWI 250. Um, and, uh, yeah, pretty cool. It, it, I'd say it's got some of your achievements there from the previous 12 months. When you, when, when you first 
heard about that or saw that, um, did, did you think it was real? Did you have to kind of double check it? What, what were your kind of, where was your mindset at when you first saw that? Well, keep in mind, I've been wrestling for 12 years. So I've been watching that PWI list go up since yeah. they started yeah. doing the women's one. <laughs> um, and the PWI 500, I've been watching it for years. Uh, and I think I was in it last year as well. But I think I was like a higher number. I think I was lo- or a lower number. So yeah, to be in the hundreds as well, that was pretty, That that's amazing. Like I've done, I've never beaten the hundreds before. So even that idea was so crazy to me. Like, oh, you're considered one of the best in like the hundred in the world? No way. But uh, yeah, it's so cool. It's, it's always great to see that people remember you. <laughs> Is it an indication to you that, your career's on the right path, even after 12 years, like you said, that, that you know, that you've, you know, got to this level that you were hoping to attain? I hope so. I hope so. I hope it's, uh, I mean, I hope it's continuously on the rise. I hope next year I'm 55 or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's great. To, it's just great to see that, you know, you're up there with so many great names as well. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. And we, we had a few people reach out to us before we went live, Martina. Um, and I'm going to bring up some questions. Uh, we had Tori Sampsell and uh, watching us from over in the States. So what is your favorite type of match to compete in? Now, we spoke about death matches. Well, I think we're pretty sure that's not your favorite type of match. Uh, do I, you know, and, and tag team wrestling with, uh, with Crowley, for example. Do you have a favorite type of match to compete in? I'd say I love tag matches. I really want to yeah, do more. Yeah. I would love to be in more um, kind of serious tag teams. Uh, I do love tag matches. I also love like fun scramble matches. So what I'm having at Eve tomorrow, I'm very much look for, looking forward to as well. Yeah, I like I like the, like kind of uh, I like the multi man feel as well. Yeah. And uh, we mentioned uh, progress earlier and your series of matches or your little uh, mini program with Lizzie. And we had uh, Richie, friend of the show. Uh, I really enjoyed your feud with Lizzie Evo at Progress in 2023. Do you have any favourite moments uh, from work in matches with Lizzie, uh, either this year or uh, for any company? But, I mean, she's a phenomenal talent, uh, uh, you know, and uh, I'm sure you've had many matches with her. Yeah, I've had loads. We've wrestled in OTT, we've wrestled in Progress, we've wrestled uh, 1PW. We were really good. Like this year, we did so many, so many storylines together. And I think it's just because she's just that good. I absolutely love wrestling her. I just think she's she's just on another level. The, so are a lot of the girls coming through, like Rio and and um, Alexis Falcon and all these girls. They're just incredible. Um but yeah, I don't know. I I remember. I think it was Dubai. Maybe our Dubai match might have been our first one that really, really banged. And we, yeah, that like I remember just kind of being in there. I was nervous about hosting as well, so I was a bit like, "Oh God, this is a lot." You know, we're so far away. We don't know how this is gonna go. And we made the match super easy, but it was so good, so easy, so good. And yeah, she's just she's an absolute little earth angel to me. I love her, and we're just very close since. One more question that came through before we went live, and it's from uh, Darren Ewan. Um, how did you come up with the Session Moth name? So I think I've heard a few versions of, the, of this, a few variations. Um, but uh, over here in England, we're probably not too familiar with what a Session Moth is. But enlighten us a little bit and, and tell us how that kind of led to you going from Kazaji in your early career to uh, Session Moth Martina. 
<laughs> well, uh, so in Ireland, it's a, a bit of a slang term for, it used to be very popular for like a girl that like, like a girlfriend that wants to go out and drink all the time. She's like a moth to the flame of the cans and the sessions and uh, she'll be at the bar. She's a hangover the next day, you know, just a complete out at the raves, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a complete party animal, essentially. Uh, that's the session motto. And then, yeah, <laughs> that's what I just went with that. I thought it had a good ring to it. And because at the time, I never thought it was going to get anywhere outside of Ireland. I thought it was just a really cool name to have at OTT. And it worked straight away because everybody was like, oh, session motto. I know what that is. And then essentially it just needs to translate into absolute mad thing. <laughs> so because I mean you, your part of your uh, gimmick is coming down in the, the, the kind of the zebra the le- leopard print, sorry, and the pajamas and the can in hands and various other things. I know your characters evolved over the years. Um but but how did it how did it start and was it anywhere near kind of the the, the version of session what we're familiar with today? I mean like it started with because in OTT at the time we had these guys doing the lads from the flats gimmick and we just thought it'd be good to have a girl with them so I was like oh if they're the lads from the flats I'll be session with Martina so we had a little uh we met on tinder and then we uh we went from there it was great it was a great storyline that was so long ago and then I went off and I started doing my own thing in wrestling and uh just became the session on my own but uh, yeah, it, it, like yeah, it's it's changed. It's changed in bits. Like I've done storylines of like not being able to wrestle to being able to wrestle, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But generally, it's just like the character is just a girl that likes to have a good time and party and then kick ass. It's the st- I like to think of myself as a stone cold ripoff, essentially. You know. Yeah, no, that's really really cool. And, and I want to talk about a couple of other companies um, that you've worked for. One of them being Stardom, <clears throat> because I think you uh, had a couple of mini tours over with Stardom in 2018, didn't you? And then again, you was over there for a few weeks at the back end of 2019, going into 2020. A really really cool opportunity. Uh, opportunity. How did that opportunity come about to yourself, and uh, uh, how did you enjoy your time over in Japan? Oh, Japan was incredible. Um, I did a three three month tours between two thousand and eighteen and nineteen. Yeah, it was great. That's where I became really good friends with Jamie Hader. Um, yeah, the tr- I'd say the last tour I did in Japan was probably my favorite ever. Like it was three months. I didn't want to come home, but I got signed to Ring of Honor, obviously. Then, so I was going off to do that. Stardom was incredible. I feel like it just taught me so much about a different style of wrestling different part of the world I got to see, make new friends. Uh, yeah, I absolutely am desperate to go back because I just miss the culture. I miss the wrestling style. I miss everything about it. Yeah. And you, so I think you wrestled all the top talent over there. You mentioned Jamie Hayter because she was on the same uh, tours as yourself. Uh, and I think current WWE Women's Champion uh, EO Sky was over there. And I think you actually fought her for one of the stardom titles. Do you remember that match uh, or much about that particular tour and, and the O-Sky as she is now? <laughs> I do. I, that was like, I had only been in Japan one week 
at that point and i never felt so ill prepared or under ready like just really? you know i was devastated with that because i just it was a lot to take in i hadn't adjusted to the japanese style yet kind of messed a few things up in it and i felt really bad but like i would have killed to have that match again later in my time at stardom but she had gone on to wwe by the time uh, i would have felt ready but you never know one day maybe <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And with you having this very unique, over-the-top character, very entertaining persona, how did the Japanese fans react to you and to your entrance and to your uh, style in the ring? Uh, was that an interesting experience for both yourself and the fans? They loved it. They loved the entrance. They would get up and dance and clap along and everything. And they absolutely loved the comedy. I actually think they were more appreciative of kind of a little bit of slapstick, goofy comedy uh, than a lot of other people would be. They really do like, I mean, you see DDT yourself, like yeah. Yeah. Japanese fans are so up for ridiculous wrestling as well. They really just enjoy everything. So I absolutely adored it. Like anytime I would do something a little, you know, very character based, they'd love it. And yeah, and also just obviously getting to wrestle some of the best girls in the world. I got better myself in ring, you know. Yeah, 100%. And like I say, a country, I'm sure you'd love to go out there and show what the 2023 version of Martini can do. Um, I, I want to talk about EVE as well, uh, Pro Wrestling EVE, because they're another company similar to OTT and Progress and one or two others that are very close to your heart. And you've had some great moments with them since about 2017, haven't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how did that kind of relationship between yourself and EVE kind of blossom back then? And so you've had a really, really good one a ton of great matches, awesome opponents, um, and a great history with them over the last six years. Well, my, uh, I remember trying to get on Pro Wrestling Eve uh, as Kazuji in like 2012. And uh, Dan was like, no, like you, you're just a regular wrestler. You know, no, there's nothing to you. But, you know, at the same time, he's dead right because it forced me to, to think of something a bit more creative. And as I've been with Eve for six years straight and, he still gives me regular dates. So I love Eve. Eve is like, as far as I'm concerned in the UK, Eve should be where every woman should be trying to get to. It's the pinnacle of women's wrestling in the UK, bar none. And so that is the marker. That's the bar that you should be trying to reach. And uh, yeah, I just, I feel like they're always on the up. If you look at the card for tomorrow night, it's incredible. There's one of my stardom friends I get to see that I haven't seen in four years, I get to see tomorrow. Recently, my tag partner from Japan was there this year. I got to see her, and I didn't think I'd ever get to see her again after COVID. So, yeah, Eve is incredible. This is the show, this is the tomorrow. show tomorrow. Yeah, Eve is great. I feel like it's opportunities for the, for the younger girls. It's opportunity for the girls that are still around, you know, after years and years and years, like, it, it's just great it's a, I love the Eve locker room the women is are so supportive of each other it's just the way I feel like wrestling should be it's great I love it any, any particular highlights or fond uh, moments from your Eve uh, history so far Are there any matches that really stand out? millions there's too many there's too many like if, if you actually look at Eve's YouTube some yeah. of the yeah. old shows that you can see uh, me and my friend did it recently we just looked and it's just crazy the names that you will see uh, in that are in WWE now that have done mad matches in this little, you know, this little shed down in London. And it's wild, like the people that have gone on to make such huge stars of themselves. You know what I mean? They started in the Resgal 
I highly recommend their YouTube to people. It's just, it's insane. And that's the, that's what I'm saying. Like such a good vibe. You know, I really did build yeah. a lot of them stars. It's all done together, you know? Absolutely. And you mentioned that um, Kaza G never got an opportunity to wrestle inside of an Eve ring. Um, that was until January, wasn't it? That uh, was indeed. Uh, I, 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 I had a wrong to write. I had a wrong to write. I had to do <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> not getting to happen. Yeah. There you are, uh, Kazuji and Session Moth. Uh, <laughs> session Moth Jetta, the worst Session Moth of all. <laughs> so that was a really fun show. It was their multiverse show. And I, I think this is you as well as Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's definitely my one of my biggest highlights at Eve. That was one of the funnest shows we've ever done. That was so fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I, I want to talk to you about um, a couple more uh, highlights. Um, your, your WWE tryout in 2018, and I think that was, what, two or three days at the UK PC down in Enfield. Um, it looks like an amazing experience. I've spoken to other girls that were part of that tryout, and they said they, they took away so much, you know, especially with the likes of William Regal being there and uh, all the other coaches and all the talent involved. Uh, what what are your memories of being part of that WWE tryout, and any, any takeaways from that in particular that live with you today? You're bringing me back so far here. I'm forgetting stuff, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, the the W, the fact that I've had a WWE tryout was one of my most like, no matter what, like I've had a WWE tryout, which is great. I really enjoyed it. Everything about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Like, just even sometimes I have to kind of pinch myself and be like, God, oh, do you remember you did this? Remember that it was like this? Try to remember the training and everything. But yeah, it was an amazing few days. And I got to stay on and see what it was like for people at NXT UK, you know, staying and do the do the training midweek and everything like that. So, yeah, it was a great experience. It was definitely one that I like to see again sometime. Absolutely. I'm just going to bring up a picture of yourself uh, and all the talent that went down for that tryout. But, I mean, for yourself, growing up a wrestling fan, was WWE always the end goal or always the dream? Uh, it, I always loved WWE, but like I think as soon as I started Session Matt Martina as a character, I almost kind of in my head had like accepted that it would never be a WWE product. Um. So even in 2014, I think I just kind of said like, well, they're never going to want what Session Mott is because it's beer, it's this, it's that, you know what I mean? And I kind of, I think I'd really accepted that. And at the time of the tryout, it was like, I was really enjoying what I was doing at the time with Session Mott Martina. I had a lot of travel plans and I had uh, Japan coming up and stuff like that. So that was kind of like, I really, really wanted to keep Session Mott Martina and keep it as it was. So that was one of my main considerations for it but like WWE for me as a person like yeah like I love it I think it's great and who wouldn't dream of going to WWE in the end you know absolutely and you mentioned uh, Ring of Honor ROH and you were signed you did get signed to ROH um, and I, I think you said in one or two of your social posts that you know this was the dream that got away or something to that effect um, but it looked like you know, you were really at home with ROH and obviously, you know, what happened in 2020, 2021, the pandemic brought all that down. But uh, uh, fond memories of your time in ROH? Yeah, very few, unfortunately. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think I only had uh, I'd only I only had two matches there. So t- I had one, two normal trips 
to him. And then the third time we were in Vegas when everything's shut and everything went down. And other other than that, most of my uh, my Ring of Honor experience was playing Dungeons and Dragons on YouTube from my house, uh, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, no, I I was very excited for them that first few months when I thought everything was going to go great. But like none of us could tell what was going to happen. None of us knew. So, you know, there's no regrets. There's no, there there can't be, you know, it's just, it is what it is. You have to accept it. It's just unfortunate that by the time COVID had passed, we want to switch hands. Yeah. Was was the plan to eventually move over to the States? I would have. Yeah. Like I was, I assumed within the first year of my contract, if everything went well and everything was enjoyable, I would have, definitely love to have done that yeah i'd say so that would have been the plan well, was you signed to roh when they did the madison square garden show over wrestlemania weekend you wasn't no, i hadn't even i hadn't even been introduced to them yet at that point uh nor did i know about my my wwe tryout either so <laughs> at that point yeah like yeah no not at that point i i was i was there though i was near i, I was in new york for yeah. that show but i didn't get to see it and we've had a lot of interest before going live about yourself and the various matches you had last year with AEW. Um, and here's uh, just a picture, I think, from your match with Ruby Soho, which aired on uh, AEW Dark or Dark Evelation, Revelation, uh, or whatever it's called. I can't remember now. <laughs> but um, you, you had a few matches, didn't you? Ruby Soho, I think, uh, uh, Diamante, and maybe one more. But... Give us a bit of insight into how you came onto AEW's radar. Well, to be honest with you, I think it was Jamie Hayter that got me on it. But <laughs> um, at the time, it was, um, yeah, it was the beginning of 2022. And I had my Ring of Honor visa still. Uh, so I had a couple of months left in that, uh, which meant I could go to America and wrestle. So I checked that everything would be, kind of be good to do so I just I kind of wanted to I just had to use the last little bit of my ring of honor to try and just get seen by you know I had to try and just get seen and get in front of them oh I obviously would have hoped that maybe it would have been picked up straight away but I'm glad I've just gone and I've gotten my foot in the door and I've they've seen somewhat of what I'm about and you can only hope that eventually they'll see more yeah, absolutely. I really hope so. And um, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, Irish wrestling at the moment. And uh, I think it's always been a hotbed. It's always produced incredible talents. Like, so you can see them on a daily basis uh, on the WWE Network, yourself as well. Uh, but if you look at people like uh, Lyra Valkyria, who's doing some tremendous things over in the States, recently beating Becky Lynch, of all people, in the NXT Women's Championship, um, you've got uh, JD doing some wonderful things on Raw now, um, you know, in a main event storyline, likely to be part of a War Games match later on this month. Um, and another picture of, uh, I think this is the Irish School of Wrestling. So some tremendous talent there. And I know that you're heavily involved with that. Um, you must be pretty proud with the Irish scene. You know, like I say, it's been hot for a while now, but it seems to be in a really, really good position. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Jordan Devlin or JD McDonough is one of my like best friends still to this day, and uh, just to see him go from just I just see him turn himself into an absolute superstar. Same with Lyra Valkyrie. Yeah. I mean, I remember when she was out with an injury, 
a while ago and she thought that that was going to be the end of her NXT uh, UK career. And I said to her, I knew it was like, no, this is only the beginning. And I mean, it's the stuff of dreams what she got to do with Becky. It was incredible. And I cannot, cannot think of anyone that deserves it more. She was, she's an absolute rocket. Like she's incredible. And uh, what a dream match for anyone, anyone in Ireland to see them two wrestle is a dream. And then it's the same with like, you had, JD McDonough as well. It's just it's, it's incredible. So good. Yeah. yeah. Are you part of the coaching setup at the Irish School of Wrestling? Yeah, yes. Uh, so yeah, we've had a few. Uh, it's amazing for the contender weekends. We've had people come in. Like I think we've had people from all over the world. We had uh, Canada, America, um, Belgium, Portugal, Spain, France. Like. I think there was near 200 people at our training seminar. It's been great. And, you know, we're only going to keep doing more and more. We've got some of the best coaches, the best coaches in Ireland, like one day Jordan Devlin will come back himself and probably t- take one too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's great to see. And there's so many young guys coming up now that it's just, the scene's packed. <laughs> Maybe I need to move over. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're, we're going to jump to some listener questions that have come through during the course of this live broadcast. First of all, uh, Craig Gordon watching us live via YouTube. Thank you, Craig. Uh, what are your thoughts on wrestling in Scotland at Discovery Wrestling? I think you're a former Discovery Women's Champion, aren't you? I was the longest reigning uh, Discovery Women's Champion, but that's because of COVID. <laughs> uh, but I still, I was over like a thousand days, which was so cool. I was like, I am taking that crown. Yeah, I love Discovery Wrestling. I actually miss it. I feel like I haven't been there in ages. Uh I feel like I miss. I had a big missed opportunity with uh, Discovery Wrestling because me and Jean Money were well on our way to winning the tag titles, and then I got injured. I feel like I'm getting injured loads this year, but yeah, I love Discovery. I really hope I'm back soon because they're one of the best setups. I love it. Uh, Alan that runs it is just an absolute gent. They're they're just such good shows. They're good fun. They're well run. They, I love the the audience are up for crack. They're great. They play along, love it, and <laughs> just great crack. There we go. And another question that came through, uh, we've got uh, C. Gelio. I think I pronounced that completely incorrectly, but uh, <laughs> countries you've never wrestled in uh, that you might want to in the future. So, I mean, you've wrestled in the States, Japan, um, any other countries that you, that you might fancy? Uh, Finland. I really want to wrestle in Finland. Uh, so somebody contact a Finland place. Anywhere cool. I want to wrestle everywhere. I haven't wrestled enough in Spain. So next year I'd like to wrestle more places in Spain. I want to go back to Italy. I was in Milan earlier this. Yeah. Um, yeah. OTT. And it was great with OTT. Yeah. Um, where have I not wrestled though that I want to? Finland for sure. Uh, somewhere like Poland. Anywhere cool. kind of exotic, cool. I guess. Yeah. 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 Maybe Mexico, but I'm a bit. I don't think I could wrestle on the right. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many countries that just seem to be cropping up with the wrestling scene across Europe, especially that I wasn't familiar with. That I'm becoming more and more familiar with as the weeks go on. But uh, really, really excited. I mean, I, I get the feeling that I mean. 2023 has been a really, really busy and fun year for you. I know you're recuperating at the moment for an injury, but it sounds like you're having you know, as much fun now in your wrestling career as you have done pretty much ever. Yeah, I kind of feel like I'm in a position at the moment where I'm one of the, I'm still probably one of the busiest um, indie workers across the UK and Ireland. Probably like 
it's consistently been this way you know what I mean yeah. for years yeah. pre-covid post-covid kind of on every show and that's not a lot of people can not a lot of people can say that they've not you know that they've stayed that consistent for a long time uh I'm just looking at how how I can break my ceiling now and how do I get on to the next level like how do I how do I kind of take what I love to do and make more out of it now how do I how can I share it around how can I use it to move on to the next stage you know what I mean because you don't want to stay in the same place I was in 2019 and that's where I kind of feel like I'm at at the moment yeah, absolutely. But um, listen, you've been an awesome guest. We've loved having you, having you on episode on. episode <laughs> uh, During the, the, the fifth anniversary of Wrestling with John, you've been an amazing guest. But, but before we let you go, uh, an opportunity for you to throw out any, any socials. So for anybody watching or listening at home that want to get in touch, uh, where can they do so? As Moth from the Flats on Twitter. Session Mutt Martino on Instagram. Okay, uh, Sessionmerch.com for all the merch and stuff like that. And yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Let's talk a bit about your merch show before we go because uh, I've been to Sessionmerch.com and you've got some pretty cool stuff there. Yeah, uh, I do. T shirts. Um, I, I think all of these are probably still current. Um, yeah, they are. So well, the thing is, that design as well. yeah, it's great. I can't really um, always bring merch to the UK with me because uh, the baggage and stuff. So it's just so much easier because uh, I work with a guy at home, he'll turn for life. And, yeah. Yeah. and he, he kind of helps me take care of all my merch orders and he, anything you want, he'll get it out to you as quick as possible and stuff like that. So he helps me run, keep my stuff as going as much as possible. So <laughs> helps keep me alive and me drinking. <laughs> A, a calendar for next year yeah he doesn't miss a beat does he <laughs> there you go get your hands on there uh, but if you've got any any final words any parting words uh to kind of finish off this episode of wrestling madonna's to your fans followers uh, people that have followed you throughout your career um any parting words from session moth martina thank you to everyone that has supported me on this long ass drinking journey i don't know how many pints i've had in the last 12 years but i wouldn't have had any of them if it wasn't for your support so i love you all and a special happy anniversary to johnners and uh, to celebrate that we should have a can it's <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You've been an awesome guest. And uh, for anybody watching at home, apologies for the echo. I don't know what that's all about, but uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Uh, Martina, take care. We'll see you at the shows. All right. Thank you very much. Bye.